Time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. There's Tommy Edmond, base hit into center field. Ravello being waved in. The throw to the plate is offline, head first slide. And the Cardinals have a 1-0 lead on a single by Tommy Edmond. 1-0 Cardinals. Okay, at that point I thought, all right, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And then I wasn't. Cardinals had two hits in the game. They both came in that inning. Welcome to the Friday edition of Scoops with Danny Mac. And my name is Dan McLaughlin, 65780-65780. If you want to text in, I understand you're frustrated. Cardinals aren't playing good baseball. And uh, there's still plenty of time, though. There really is. I mean, you think about it compared to the other teams, there's plenty of time. But yet, there's not. You know, you got about a week and a half. So you have games in hand compared to the other teams and you're playing poor teams, but yet you got to win the games. So they lose game one of the five game series against the Pirates. They got a doubleheader today. They lose another pitcher. It's been that kind of season. However, 16 teams get in. Cardinals could be one of them, but it starts today. They got to win. Got to win. Pirates are a bad club and they lost last night. Six, five, seven, eight, zero is the text line. So five to one that snaps the Pirates eight game losing streak. By the way, Stephen Brault was very good. And Dakota Hudson, that's the bad news for the Cardinals, especially going into the doubleheader. He had to be pulled after two innings of work. Uh, Yeah, um, I was just feeling a little tight. And um, uh, so far, um, I really don't have any information right now. Um, I'll know some more tomorrow. Um, But uh, everything's checking out okay. But just working through some tightness, figured it was uh, just more of like, let me get loose and get it going. But uh you know, just felt like it was a better, better to take a step back and uh, make sure everything was okay before going forward. And uh, hopefully, it, you know, I'll get more information on that tomorrow. This is 2020. Guy gets hurt. Two innings. The Cardinals are counting on Dakota Hudson. He's been one of their best pitchers this year. He was in the top 10 of a lot of categories in the National League. Give him credit, though, for getting out of there, being smart about it, not trying to push through it. Normally, if you see that happen, it happens in the middle of an inning, but it happened at the end. Mike Schilt addressed that situation. Um, well, Mad Dog said we got to think about um, somebody to pitch next inning. Um, Dakota's got something going on with his forearm, and then I went over and talked to, talked to Dakota, and he said, yeah, I just, you know, I'm a breaking ball. I don't feel like I've got much behind it, and it's just not a, a normal feeling. And um, so at that point, it's, you know, it's, it's an easy decision. We've got to do something different. So the Cardinals could not come back. It just seemed like it just it was another kick in the gut. Uh, six three six. Danny Mac, are they tired? Yeah, I think the Cardinals are tired, but there's no excuses. I hate saying that. They've been through a gauntlet of a schedule, but it's reality. The yes, I do think they're tired. They got in late the night before. That's not an excuse that happens in any regular season. However, the doubleheaders I think are starting to catch up. There's not a lot of off days. They do look burnt out a little bit. But then when you keep getting hit with the injury bug, Gant, Gallegos, and now uh, Dakota Hudson, it's tough. But yet, this is big boy stuff. 5-1 to one, snaps the Pirates' eight-game losing skid. Steven Brault, he's the story on the other side. 110 pitches, two hits. He retired the final 16. And, and the Cardinals kind of went down without much of a fight in that. The final 16 in a row. He never shook off. His catcher. That was the game plan going in. He said with Jacob Stallings, who's a very fine defensive catcher, I'm going to put down the signs and uh, don't shake me off. 
He said, okay, let's do it. He said, I haven't won a game this year. Let's try something different. And he was awesome. The key pitch was the changeup. 16 swings by the Cardinals, 10 swings and misses, one foul ball, five in play for outs. Now think about this. In the ninth inning, DeYoung had a 2-0 count. He went with four changeups in a row. Then he struck out. No adjustment was made. So it begs the question about in-game adjustment. Cardinals had two hits last night, two hits in game two of the doubleheader the night before. Not making in-game adjustments. So it's got to change. They're half game back of Cincinnati, half game in front of the Brewers, doubleheader today, Carlos Martinez and Daniel Ponce de Leon. Now, this is interesting. This was Mike Maddox, the pitching coach of the St. Louis Cardinals on a Zoom call before, before the start for Dakota Hudson. It's been uh, different. You know, we uh, roll with the changes this year, that's for sure. You know, we had a our Kent 2.0. We had a nice template uh, figured out, and uh, we were going to abide by that. That got derailed, you know, four games or five games into the season. And then we had some uh, guys that were unavailable. And when they came back, we kind of plugged them in, and, and we had a second uh, little quarantine thing. and. So needless to say, the schedule has changed quite a bit. And then when we added on all the double headers, it changed again. And then um, just got to slot guys in there. And we had a really nice uh, setup at one point that made a lot of sense, but then we did have to set out a couple games and that, that changed things and our personnel changed. So um, we, have a, we have a schedule in mind and we, it's already mapped out through the end of the year. We hope we don't have to change it because it sets up pretty good right now. Been a lot. Of- well, what he said was at the very end there was that it was written in pencil, not pen. At the very end, he, he stopped and he said, well, this is written in pencil, not pen. And so it's changed what you're doing day by day. And again, the Cardinals have had the toughest in my opinion, the toughest road of what's going on right now. Not to make excuses. It's Major League Baseball. It's 2020. It's big boy stuff. That's the way it happens, but it has not been easy. So the St. Louis Cardinals are on the outside looking in. Three teams, though, are in the playoffs right now. The Dodgers, the Rays, and Rick Renteria's Chicago White Sox. First pitch swing in the air. Luis Robert makes the catch and in a year when so many of us have had to be a part we all will journey together into october with the white Sox for the first time in 12 years the Sox are going to the playoffs i think everybody in there is extremely happy i mean it's a culmination of a lot of work over the last few years uh, certainly, this is just the, hopefully the, 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 the first stepping stone of continuing to move forward. But, um, you know, give credit to all those guys. Give credit to the front office, all the work they did, um, you know, collectively. Uh, player development, everybody, um, for continuing to, you know, put these guys in a good position. And, um, you know, again, it's just hopefully the, the first step and we continue to move forward. I'm happy for Rick Renteria. Remember, he was the Cubs manager briefly. You may not remember the Rick Renteria Cubs era, 
But when Joe Madden became available, the Cubs got rid of Renteria, knowing they had good young players coming, and they said, we're going to go for it. We're going to go get Joe Madden. We're going to pay him $5 million a year, and rightfully so. Joe Madden's great. He was the right guy for the job, and he brought the Cubs their championship. Forgotten, though, Rick Renteria, who was getting beat up with a bad Cubs team. Then he goes to the White Sox, rebuilding. Took a lot of thumps, man. A lot of bad, lot of bad baseball. But here it is, 2020, and those young players have come together, so good for him. Rick Rentery and the White Sox are in postseason play. Speaking of the postseason, Pat Maroon is back. He's back in the Stanley Cup final. In the right corner. Right corner, good row. Barkley, good row behind the net. In front, Sorelli. Shoots! Is it in? Score! Score! Is it in? Is it in? It's over! Stanley Cup final! Here come the Lightning! I love it. I love it. I love the calls like that. It's fun. Hometown calls are the best. And uh, good to see that um, that uh, Patty Maroon is headed to uh, the Stanley Cup final again. The only thing better could would be a, a Patty Maroon game-winning Game 7 goal. By the way, Joe Buck is headed to, the, uh, to Canton. He is going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That is awesome news. Known Joe a long time. Helped me out. I worked with him many games in the Cardinals, and it's just awesome to see him join uh, Jack Buck in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guy that's got St. Louis roots, obviously, and now headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tremendous honor. Saw it last night. Incredible. So well-deserved, and he's been a part of so many big moments in our sports conscience over the last uh, decade and a half, whether you love the football side of things or baseball. And I can tell you, it ain't easy, and especially in social media in this era. Man, he messes up a call. That's everywhere. He doesn't mess up a call. He does an incredible job. So congratulations to Joe Buck. 65780. Danny Mac, what's happening in the clubhouse? Do you think it needs to be shook up? You know, I, I think right now, and Jim Edmonds, I, I asked him last night, what, what would you be doing? He said, I'd be screaming. You know, he said, I'd be upset. I'd be getting after some guys. I do believe that. I also think that there are some guys just trying to get through this and they're worn out, but yet you also say, hey, here's the runway. We don't have a lot of time. Yes, we have games in hand, but there's not a lot of time. So let's get after it right now. Um, and the leadership of the team has to do that. Wainwright, Molina, and I would expect that you're going to see a motivated club come out on the doubleheader. If not, I'd be disappointed. Um, and they need a big start today from Carlos Martinez. They need innings out of him. They need innings out of Daniel Ponce de Leon, who was really good his last time out with a fastball that was effective. So we'll see what happens today. You can see both games on Fox Sports Midwest. 65780. Uh, you're going to hear one of the great interviews ever conducted by a sideline reporter when we come back. That's Jim Hayes, and I'll visit with Jim of Fox Sports Midwest coming up. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. AT&T rooftop, that's uh, Joni, Janie, Edward, and Jenny. Joni doesn't want to talk to us. All longtime Cardinal fans. So, Edward, you told me you've been to some 800 Cardinals games, never to the AT&T rooftop. So what are your thoughts? I like this place. Everybody's attitude is first class, like Piper Chapman at Litchfield Prison. I don't really know what that means. What do you like about it? The bathrooms, the food, the view is great. You get the crowd, you know. You put the bathrooms ahead of the food, really? Well, 
their drugs in the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. right, now, Janie, you're... I'm cutting you off right there. Now, Janie, you're the, the wife of Edward. What's it like being married to that guy? Because he seems a little different. It's very crazy. He's always up to something. He's always got something going on in his mind. He's always designing something or inventing something. I'm going to tempt fate and go to the well one more time with you. Edward, longtime Cardinal fan, what do you think of this year's version of the Cardinal? Classic. <laughs> Go to bat. We had two home runs tonight. That's what it's all about, right? Classic go to bat. Will you guys keep enjoying yourself, Dan? You have a classic go to bat. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> if that doesn't sell some tickets tonight to the rooftop deck, nothing will. <laughs> it is undoubtedly my favorite in-game interview ever conducted by one of my favorite people ever. The great Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest who joins me on 101 ESPN. Jimmy, tell me you're laughing on the other side right now. Tell me you're giggling when you hear that still. I'm laughing, but there's also a sense of pride that uh, the money I spent <laughs> at Geneseo State paid off. <laughs> when you heard bathrooms, drugs, and classic go-to-bat, what was going through your mind? This is live television, mind you. I'll be honest, Danny. I, I like that stuff. I try to find the, <laughs> the most offbeat people to interview, and I certainly got what I bargained for there. But, you know, I don't like to just give up and call off the jam. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kept probing, and uh, I, I I like to think I, I tied a nice little bow on it at the end. <laughs> the best part about it, because I'm doing the game with Al, this is in 2015. John Lackey is pitching. I was looking at the – when I pulled the sound, I was I was pulling off YouTube. So I saw it, and it, so it's 2015. The best part about it is you going right back in. I'm going to tempt fate one more time. What possibly made you want to tempt fate one more time with that group? Danny, as you know, uh, I like the unknown a little bit. I was just curious to see what was going to happen if uh, if I went back in. I'm not going to run away from that. And uh, <laughs> I did find him to be interesting and offbeat, and uh, he had my curiosity. Yeah, he had mine too. So when you got done with the interview... You throw it back to us. As I said, uh, if that doesn't sell tickets, nothing will. Um, you, you finish up with the group, and I'm sure you're thinking, oh, God, what, what's just happened here? Um, what's going to happen with my phone? Is it going to blow up with a lot of people mad, upset? You know it's going to hit social media. Did you talk to the group? Did you talk to the couple and say thank you? And did they say, I'm sorry, Jim? I mean, what, what happened? Danny, I might have been distracted because, you know, they have a, a wonderful buffet nearby. And yeah. maybe none of that crossed my mind. <laughs> and I loaded up a plate. I think that's what I did. I, uh, I knew that it was, I knew that, you know, it was different. And, uh, you know, we were, we we're trying to push the rooftop deck. Not, not ideal, not exactly what they were looking for. But to be honest with you, I was laughing because I thought the whole thing was funny. I didn't realize it would create uh, some sort of media storm. A little one. I guess I was on the Jim Rome show. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a few other places. So, yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, as, as you know, Danny, and sometimes the, the viewer uh, doesn't, but sometimes 
I do things just to amuse myself, <laughs> and I did there. <laughs> Even if no one else finds it funny, if I do, sometimes I go with it. Maybe yeah. not the best policy. It's worth it. You know, we got seven months. It's uh, sometimes it can get a you know a little long of a season. We got to entertain ourselves with that. Jim Hayes is with us, and uh, he does unbelievable work at Fox Sports Midwest, and that is a great example of live TV. And I think you're amazing on your feet because you're quick witted. Um, but this Thank year, you, I mean that you, I, I, whether you're with players or fans or, or celebrities, dignitaries, whatever, I think you do an amazing job and you, you understand the moment where you can have fun with that person or if there's a serious uh, type interview that needs to be done, you can do that. You do great job, just a great job Thank with you. it. Um, so I, I'm curious with this the way it's done now. Um, and you've got a, a, and Erica's done this, Erica Weston and Scotty's done this. <clears throat> you guys have tried to go above and beyond just not the normal Zoom calls that is provided by the Cardinals. So what have you tried to do to make your job different during a pandemic and try to do something that goes beyond what is being provided by the club? Well, first, let me, let me just say for someone like me, like I take pride in going in the clubhouse without the camera rolling and just talk to guys and then pick up little tidbits that we can use in the game. But right now, obviously we can't do it. And the whole setup, while I understand why we do it and it's for a good reason, I think it's awkward for everyone. Um, it's tough on the media. It's tough on the players. I was talking with uh, Goldschmidt about this because the first couple of zooms he did, he looked uncomfortable and, uh, I wanted to do a zoom with him one-on-one just us. And, uh, I, I told him, um, you know, that those things are, are kind of difficult. And he said, if you're a player and you come off the field and you do one of those Zooms and there's a screen with all these reporters in masks, you can't tell who's who, you don't hear very well. And he said, I got to do a better job with that because it is difficult. You don't know who's asking what. You know, there's all kinds of little technical glitches along the way. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, one of the drawbacks where you don't get to see players' personalities. Danny, you've said this all along, and I, I agree with you, that that play, it's, a, it's a player's league, and, and baseball should do a better job of, of marketing players and getting them out there and their personalities. And uh, it's just tough to do in a Zoom situation. So I've been trying to pretty much every day. Um, I think we're running David Freeze uh, today uh, on our, our pregame show. But I've been trying to get current players, coaches, once in a while a former player, and just to get a sense of – personally what they're going through we talk baseball and all that but just to see what they're going through the impact it's had on and my main thing is i want to see guys smile and laugh because we don't get to see that sometimes on the field we do but in terms of interviews and stuff like that we're not getting a lot of that so that's i guess what i'm trying to accomplish yeah i'm trying to do that on the games too and i can understand where fans are frustrated right now it was a two-hitter the cardinals lost last night it was only two hits in the back end of the doubleheader the game before cardinals aren't playing all that well there's not a lot of offense i get it from a fan's perspective you're frustrated but still i look at the games of being a a three-hour outlet of What's going on in our country? I mean, we've got social unrest. We've got the coronavirus. And I just look at, hey, people tune in to maybe get away from those things for three hours, and we try to be as upbeat as we can. Yeah, and I think you guys have done a good job. I, I think our crew, I'm, I'm talking about you, the, the color commentators, the reporters, the hosts, um, and our, our technical guys, because I think day in, day out, you could watch the games and not really know the difference. Although, you know, I'm the first to admit this season is different and it isn't 
the same. You know, there's obviously twists and turns along the way that go with it. But I think you watch the broadcast. You guys have have done a really good job of bringing normalcy and and staying upbeat, even though, you know, the team has had challenges. I think our crew has had challenges getting them on and everything. I think everyone's done a really good job with it. What do you think it'll be like when we get back to a sense of normalcy um, and that, let's say, for argument's sake, there is a vaccine and we all can gather and the media does have access. What what have we learned about this in terms of trying to cover the game? What do you, what do you think it's going to be like? Um, well, first off, I, I think everyone will have a brand new appreciation for what we had and um, what was taken away, you know, for a lot of reasons in, in terms of trying to beat this virus. So uh, I think players will embrace being with media again, although I do think there's going to be a lot of things cut back. Danny, you talk about it during the broadcast. Um, I, I think players, I think the organization, I think media outlets are all looking at well, what can we learn from what we have to go through now? But I think the bottom line is, Danny, one thing I've learned is that um, I think the players, no matter what happens, media back in the clubhouse, I think the players have enjoyed their respite from me, and I don't think I'm going to be allowed back in there. <laughs> I, I, me neither. I think I bug them too. I think they're going to say, you know what, the hell with those guys. We're done with yeah. them. Um, I do think there's going to be some kind of curtailing of the media. To what extent, I don't know. But baseball has been so open for writers and for broadcast that that's part of the sport. You know, it's a, every day is a new chapter of a long season. It's cliche, but it's true. And there's so many different things that go on from lineups, especially in this town. We, I mean, we break down a lineup like it's, you know, the most important thing going on in the day. And we break down why Colton Wong was batting ninth and, oh, Yachty move up to fifth. And, oh, this guy missed a, a bullpen session. Let's dive into that. We'll talk two innings about that. I mean, that's part of what makes baseball what it is. And so if you don't have the access, it becomes very tough, I think, to try to cover the game properly. I, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, you know, right now you get a, outside of a Zoom that I'll do on my own, um, you get a couple of guys and you try to pull stuff out of it. And every media guy has the same three or four storylines. And so I think you do miss some of the stuff that uh, you would get if you were in there every day. Um, I, I just think it's a, a difficult situation, though, with figuring out what direction it should go. You know, teams have their own media now, Dan. And I, I would hope that uh, not just baseball organizations, but in other sports, they realize you know what, our stuff is great and we're going to keep doing that. But by, by having other media write and, and do stories on it for television or radio, it adds to our presence in whatever market we're in. And I hope they don't lose sight of the fact that that really helps their bottom line. I would agree. Uh, a couple more questions, I'll let you go. How concerned are you with the Cardinals and just they're beat up right now? They're clearly tired and uh, in, in trying to get into the postseason. What do you think? Well, the offense has been an ongoing thing, Danny, as you know. They're just waiting for an outfielder to catch fire. It hasn't happened. We're going to have to see what's up with Dakota because the one constant, in my opinion, has been starting pitching. And uh, even when they weren't stretched out, um, they still pitch pretty well. And I, I think the starting rotation has helped the team get through some of the bumps. And, and, and just just by virtue of the fact that they were shut down for over two weeks, and are still playing baseball, that's an accomplishment. But some of the problems that had been there really from when spring training started are, are still there and biting them a little bit. So that's the question to me. First, got to see what's going to happen with Dakota because I, I, if, if they're going to do anything, they, they're going to need that rotation at full strength. 
And do they have enough offense to go with the pitching? In terms of uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon, you talked to him. He was on the taxi squad, had a really good start, so they'll take him back off the taxi squad for the game today. What did he talk about in terms of what that's been like for him? Um, You know, you could tell he's frustrated. Look, he's the first to say, I didn't pitch well. You know, he's not looking for any free rides. But he really thinks he figured it out last time. He was talking about a minor adjustment he made with his warm-up. And it put him in the wrong position. He said the ball felt good, especially the fastball coming out of my hand, but I wasn't able to locate it. And he thinks that he found that small adjustment. Danny, you know, sometimes the smallest adjustment can have a big impact. And so he felt like he had it figured out. And then, and, and he didn't want to get back in the rotation at someone else's expense. Let me be real clear about that. But he wanted to go out and pitch again because he thought he could help this team. And as I told him, and, you know, he was our guest on pregame yesterday, I I didn't mean to foreshadow something negative, but I was like, 2020 has thrown so many curves. You don't know what's coming with 2020. And lo and behold, he's going to start game two on on short rest, and and we'll see what he has. We've seen Ponce be dominant at times. The, The question is his control, and can he do it consistently? He was good last time out. The Cardinals need him to be good again today. I love the fact that you caught up with David Freeze. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. When are you running that interview? And uh, anytime you can catch up with a hometown hero like that, it's it's always interesting. What did he have to say? You know, uh, I think we're running it in pregame today. And he's as disappointed as anyone that uh, fans aren't allowed. Because, Danny, I know you talk to him sometimes as well. Um, he planned to be at Bush Stadium a lot this year. So he's disappointed um, he's, he's living in Texas right now. He's got two kids. I made him admit that he's changing diapers. Um, <laughs> he said the lockdown hasn't been very kind to his marriage because his <laughs> wife is ready to kick. And this is the best part. So he's doing it outside. And, uh, I just asked him about it because it looks like he has a beautiful backyard. You know, you figure David Freeze, former big leaguer. He's living in a wonderful, wonderful home. And he said, cat, and he showed me it. He said, I'm at a playground down the street. I had to get away doing this from a park. (laughs) I get it. We all got to get away sometimes like that, Kat. Yeah. Hey, great stuff, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, and I mean it. You and Erica and Scotty do just uh, really good work on what are, are, are not easy circumstances. So thanks for coming on. Appreciate your work and appreciate your friendship always. You're the best, Danny. Thanks. You got it. That's Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest. We'll get to some of the uh, the text messages. A lot of them rolling in. We'll do that next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Love getting the uh, text messages. Six, five, seven, eight, zero. 636. I've never heard why Jimmy is called the cat. He is a certified beauty. Yes, he is. Uh, It started on a a radio program. They just started giving guys nicknames. His was the cat for some unknown reason, but it's stuck, so we call him the cat. And Jimmy is a beauty. He's funny. Uh, 636. Danny Mac, can you explain why Missouri is such an underrated sports state? Last 25 years, two teams won the Super Bowl, two Cardinal World Series. You have to mix in Kansas City, too. And you've got Scherzer, Voigt, Tatum, Kajuk Boys. List goes on and on and on and on. Well, you're not New York. You're not Chicago. You're not L.A. There you go. You're in the middle of the United States. 
not a major market. You're top 25, but you're not in the top five, and you're not going to get the attention that the other teams do. There is East Coast bias. Simply uh, put his hat. It's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty simple concept. They could win every year. The Chiefs could win three out of the next five Super Bowls. I, I look at it, take it even further. Molina would get more attention. I think Wainwright, with what he's done this year, would get more attention if he's playing for the Yankees or the Mets, maybe the Dodgers, um, but certainly a New York team. New York teams are always going to get a ton of attention, just and, the way it is. And I see why Luke Voigt is getting the attention, having 20 home runs now, but if he's playing for the Twins, like, Last year, I don't think you're talking about Luke Voigt as much as uh, the national stage is. Probably not. Um, but if he is a veteran like uh, the third baseman, Josh Donaldson, and kicking dirt on home plate when you hit a home run, you'll get plenty of national attention. And that happened yesterday. That was interesting. I posed the question on the broadcast last night. So you hit a home run and you get ejected as you cross the plate. However, I wasn't sure if he had touched home plate. Then he was ejected, went back and touched home plate. Does it count? I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Danny Mack, what do you think of the Cy Young MVP, et cetera? Should those be given out this year? I'm giving more thought to this. Um, They're going to give them out. But because we have regionalized situation in baseball to mitigate travel, What about giving regionalized awards? So here's your Central, here's your East, here's your West. I would look at it that way. The concern I would have, though, if I run a front office is that I got to pay guys. So they get paid for Cy Young. They get paid for MVP. They get paid for particular awards that they get. Those are some hefty bills I got to pay. They got to pay those things. So that's something to think about as to why they probably wouldn't do regionalized awards, but they're they're going to have a Cy Young MVP and whatnot for a 60-game season, and that's fine. I mean, people are going to realize it's 2020, it's short, um, but I'm okay with it. it does, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I have thought about regionalized uh, issues with that, and it's going to be the payouts, I would assume, as to why you don't do that. That would be the reason why. Um, some of the things to consider, by the way, <clears throat> going into this doubleheader today doing some of the numbers preparing for the broadcast tonight the bullpen yesterday six innings because dakota only went two gomber probably would have gotten a start today had to use him yesterday so the six innings eight hits five earned 119 pitches out of your bullpen fifth most pitches by the bullpen this year fifth most if you take out andrew miller and tyler webb the veteran uh, relievers outside of those two Cardinals have seven relievers who have a combined 162 games of experience. So one major league season. Cabrera, Elledge, Fernandez, Gomber, Helsley, Reyes, and Woodford. And yet, they're two games under 500. So you give them credit for that. Since 1906, the Cardinals never have used 26 pitchers through the first 46 games of a season. In fact, they've never needed more than 20 through the first uh, first 46 It's astonishing what they're doing with their pitching. You've got to give them credit for that. Last time the Cardinals used 10 or more starters in the first 46 games of a season was 2002. They used 11. So already 26. So that's the good. And they deserve all the credit that they get with their pitching. It's been, with the shutdown, remarkable what they've done. I think Maddox and Schilt and how they've managed it, even though it may have cost them a game or two, it's, it's helped them in the long run of keeping guys somewhat fresh to get through doubleheaders and games, and they're going to have to do it again today. 
The problem is the offense, which we've talked about. This road trip is only four days old. It feels like four months, considering that they've played six games already and they're not hitting. And when you don't hit, you look stale, you look flat. Um, they've scored 12 runs in these four games. So that's it, 12 runs. The average, by the way, is 186. They've had 81% singles, so they're not slugging. <clears throat> they're not hitting for power. 81% of their hits have been singles, and they've gotten two home runs, and it came in the same game. And that was a game that Wayno started. They got the Miller home run, the O'Neill home run. That's that's it. So it's got to be offense that is going to have to step up, which we've said almost every day, and try to carry them into the final week and a half. You know, 636, something- six, 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 what's going on with Andrew Miller? He looks like he has no idea where the ball is going. We addressed this on the telecast last night. Andrew Miller has got to pitch he's got a pitch the problem that you've had with Andrew Miller is that he was dealing with soreness in his shoulder and when they brought him back is that he pitched but yet you didn't have because of what I just mentioned earlier the inexperience in the back end of the bullpen so with Gant and um, the uh, trying to think Gallegos out you're looking at Miller as being a potential of a closer so you had Miller as a closer but yet he didn't have closing situations, so off day, off day, off day, off day. To me, he's got to pitch to stay sharp. To stay sharp, but if he doesn't pitch, then you have the problems with some of the wildness. Yes, Scotty. I was going to say something when you talk about the offense with it with them struggling. I have really, really enjoyed listening to your telecast with Jimmy talking about the different things the players are doing. So as a fan watching, thinking like, man, like what's going on? He's doing such a good job at furthering, like looking with the tight shots and the feet and different things on, on Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader. It's incredibly interesting. I think that you guys have done an unbelievable job on the telecast in order to help show the Cardinals offense that really hasn't done anything for themselves. He's a savant. He's a baseball savant. So there are really good players really good major league players and smart players he's even above those guys i've I've said this numerous times in my games uh, time covering games jimmy edmonds chris carpenter yadier molina albert pujols they are savants they are thinking the game at a different level that a lot of people don't see and jimmy is one of those guys now jimmy is in uniform in spring training and, and helping guys out um, and he'll send text messages occasionally to players just to say, hey, I'm seeing something to help him out. But really smart, really smart guy and interesting as he breaks down the game. Talk to you on Monday. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.